Podcast. I'm Lee Silverstein, and we're coming to you live from the Renaissance Hotel in Phoenix, Arizona at Live Your Best Life 2015, the Colon Cancer Alliance Annual Conference. We're glad you could join us, and I have with me now Dr. Thomas Slav Drakovich, and he is a division is the division chief of medical oncology and hematology at Banner MD Anderson Cancer Center in Gilbert, Arizona. And he spoke to the group a little while ago about advanced uh, treatment options for metastatic colon cancer. Dr. Dragovitz, thank you so much for joining me for a few minutes today. I appreciate it. Lee, good morning, and thank you for uh, the opportunity. I appreciate it. So one of the things that you talked about, Dr. Dragovich, is uh, you talked about the paradigm shift in how um, patients with metastatic colorectal cancer are, are, are be initially being perceived and how things have changed over the years. Can you talk a little bit uh, more about, about that and how uh, the perceptions have changed? Yes, that is, that is absolutely true. Uh, as I said some 20 years ago or so, we were we were viewing patients with metastatic colon cancers as patients that will not benefit from uh, anything else but just systemic therapy at that time, chemotherapy. Uh, and uh, they wouldn't benefit from radiation therapy modalities, from interventional radiology modalities and surgical modalities. And that has dramatically changed in the last several years. Uh, and we now believe that patients, even those patients with metastatic uh, colorectal cancer that have distant metastases, that have cancerous growth in the lung, liver, or elsewhere, could benefit from what we call combined modality approach, where we combine all these different modalities, including systemic therapy, chemo or biologics, uh, radiation therapy delivered in a very selective manner. And of course, surgery is still an option, even patient metastatic disease. Um, and uh, what we're seeing, uh, there's a trend that we're seeing that those patients uh, where we can control their disease by systemic therapy will benefit from selective resections, from selective radiation therapy, and or from selective interventional radi ra radiology procedures such as uh, chemoembolization and more recently radioembolizations. And that will give them even uh, longer survival in that setting. Uh, and we have, it's not rare to see patients now years after with a very well-controlled disease that we have employed all of these different modalities. Uh, the, the key is to do it in the, in the right sequence and uh, with uh, right patient selection. I see. And you would include uh, SBRT, stereotactic body radiation therapy, as, as one of those types of therapies? Absolutely. Which I personally have, exper uh, have been treated by? Uh, yes, absolutely. I think that's a very exciting technological development which, uh, uh, as you know, uh, and maybe some of your listeners know already, is allowing us to deliver a very high-dose uh, radiation, lethal radiation to cancer cells, but sparing a vast majority of normal tissue surrounding the cancer. And, you know, uh, some years ago, we were just not able to do that. Right. So this is completely different what, from what most people know as, quote-unquote, radiation treatment. It is. It is. It, it, it is a far more advanced and uh, far more sophisticated. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's uh, comparing a nuclear bomb with a smart bomb. Mm -hmm. with, with also much less harmful uh, yes. side effects. Yes. Yes. With mm -hmm. very, very little 
collateral damage. Collat- yeah, put good, it in a good, good, analogy, <laughs> good analogy. I will tell you, after my last treatment the following morning, I was able to get up and go running. So uh, I, I can I can attest to that. Wonderful. Um, when you use that, you use the word that patients benefit from these therapies. What is your definition of benefit? Are we talking about uh, quality of life, um, more years? Uh, what do you mean yeah. by benefit? You know, I think there is some objective component to that and there is some subjective. And I think subjective is something that is highly variable from patient to patient. What is a meaningful benefit for an individual? Is it how many years of life, how many, you know, birthdays uh, of uh, dear ones that they will be able to spend together? Um, The objective benefit is measured in shrinkage of the tumor, in uh, um, extension of survival. And I would say uh, all of those would, to me, are benefits. And I think it's always important to understand before we uh, uh, move forward with the treatment plan, what are the important things for the individual patient. And I think that we can then uh, model or individualize the treatment somewhat based on that. Mm -hmm. Obviously, keeping in mind, yes, the increased survival is probably the higher the highest goal we're striving for, but other factors, quality of life, uh, prevention of some cancer-related symptoms in a thoughtful manner uh, uh, are also very important. I see. What do you see down the road? What does the future hold as, as it relates to these kind types of treatments? What's coming next? Well, I, I spent a little time uh, talking about immunotherapies and how uh, a new approach to immunotherapies breaking this this armor of the cancers or or tumors that they have that basically makes them um, stealth to our immune system. So in the last few years, because of the advances in immunology research, we have made some uh, significant strides in in breaking down that armor. And it does have an uh, impact on colorectal cancer, as I um, talked earlier. There are some studies showing that at least fraction of colorectal cancer patients that have so-called mismatch repair deficient tumors, which is about 15% of them, can have a very dramatic response to these immunotherapies. Um, and I'm hoping that we'll expand that fraction, that we may expand that benefit to other patients beyond just mismatch repair group, but we'll just have to figure a way how to do it. And I think that might be a great way for the future because what I'm seeing is even for patients that hopefully Everybody that gets diagnosed with an early disease or before, so we don't have to use these uh, opportunities. But uh, for those who don't, you know, then we, I think an approach will be, well, we, 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 we start with systemic therapy. We prevent disease progression. We then decrease the tumor burden by some of these therapies, such as surgery, radiofrequency ablation, radioembolization, depending on which is, which is most feasible individual patient. And then we hopefully exploit the immunotherapy to keep that disease under control for a long time. And, and we have seen that that can happen with immunotherapy in patients with lung cancer and melanoma. So that's my sort of uh, hope for the next five years that we'll see more of that. Well, when you look around the room here and you see so many people saying, I'm a stage four survivor after so many years, probably 10, 15 years ago, we never envisioned you would see something like that in a room full of people like this, would you? And Lee, you know, what is even more striking, that those people look healthy. They, they look like they're enjoying the life, and I think that's uh, even more exciting. Great, great. Well, Dr. Dragovich, thank you so much for spending some time with me. I appreciate it. Likewise. Thank you. Thank you.